Hey, John from fatstacksblog.com here. Well, it's been a while, and there's a good reason for that. I've been really busy writing for a couple of fun sub-niches on a couple of my sites. And part of it's in an effort to really, really grow them in 2022, these two sites. And the other reason is, is these are sub-niches that I actually am really, really interested in. Um, one is a fairly new development. It's kind of a new hobby thing I got into recently, and I'm probably going to do it for quite some time. And the other one is just something I've been meaning to do for some time and finally getting around to it. So these are areas that I'm really interested in. And, and then, so I can write a lot about this stuff on every nuance detail for the most part. And that's because I just know the topic so well. And it's almost, it's almost like I don't even have to really try and crank it up. 3,000 word articles doesn't even take very long. It's like, I don't have to research. I don't have to do anything. I, there's a little bit time consuming dealing with the photos. I take photos and then I do all the stuff with photos. But generally, these things write them write themselves. And it's sort of like the emails I write for fat stocks. You know, I some weeks I, I write a whole bunch as a huge flurry and then I, I you don't hear from me for some time. And those emails just sort of write themselves because it's based on what I'm doing current time with my all my different portfolio sites. Okay. So it's really easy to write this stuff. And so I've been really busy with this and, and I'm doing this uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, a, I enjoy the writing part of it. B, I've noticed, you know, over the years, my best performing contents, the stuff that I've typically written. Now, a lot of content I've outsourced that some of that has done really well. And there's, a, there's just a lot more of that than stuff I've written. And so a lot of it's doing well, but I tend to have a pretty good batting average with the articles that I write. And I know when I, you know, I think we all can say to ourselves, especially if you've done this for a little while, once you start getting track, you've got some success under your belt, you know, you hit that publish button and you're just like, yeah. I, you know what? That's a good article. It's going to do really well. I just, I just know it. It's like, it's great. It's just going to do well. And I know it. I know it when I write, publish it and I write some stuff also. I know, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens, right? Not everything can be stellar. It's just, that's just the way it is. Anyways, because of my interest and experience with these two sub niches that I've tacked onto a site, I have a hunch that a lot of this content is going to do quite well. So I'm pretty excited about it. It's been a lot of fun. I'm taking a lot of photos. And I just, uh, just to think about photos, you know, I know you read some bloggers, they talk about you got to go buy this big fancy thousand dollar camera and you got to get the lighting. I do, you know, yeah, okay. In a perfect world, I'm going to have like professional quality photographs on all my sites. But you know what? To be honest, man, I just take out my iPhone for the most part and I just blast a bunch. You know, I try to get rid of shadows. But aside from that, that's all I'm doing. I take photos of products I buy and own. I take products of places I go or photos of places I go and all this. Just throw them on the, on the iPhone, airdrop them over to my desktop and resize them, compress the file, boom, up on the website. I do not belabor this process. Okay. So don't think you need to either. And the, you know, in a way it's almost like it adds authenticity to the site. It's like, yeah, clearly this is like some Joe blow blogger photograph that he's just taken. Now they're not super garbage either. Sometimes you look at like some of these photos and it's just like, you know, it's like really dark. You can't really see it. it's too dim or there's shadows all over. Okay. So I, I do put a little bit of polish into it, but it's not like, you know, the perfect merchant photographs done in a studio with a team of professional photographers. So you don't have to overdo that stuff. So now talking about these sort of what I'm going to refer to as shoulder niches. I didn't coin that. That's, that's a term in the industry, which is when you add on a sub 
a sub niche or a topic to an existing niche site that's related to the main niche, but you're sort of like expanding the whole thing topically. And I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a website. Let's say it has uh, uh, vehicles, vehicledude.com. So it's about vehicle, but for the most part, you've written just about cars. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, I've exhausted cars or I'm tired of it, or I just bought a pickup truck. It's like, oh, I want to write about pickup truck. Okay, well, you know, the site's established as a car site, even though the domain's a little bit broader than that. And then you add pickup. Okay, well, pickup's like a shoulder niche, but it's totally a good logical fit to to the site. It's not going to be weird, right, at all. Uh, you could even add motorcycle. Maybe you buy a motorcycle and you're going to add motorcycles to an existing vehicle site. Totally makes sense. I don't think there's anything weird about that. But that would be a shoulder niche based on compared to like what the whole website's about to that point. Okay. So now what I want to talk about is going to the next niche level. Okay. Because that's what I'm kind of doing here. And it's a bit of a gamble in a way because, you know, Google recognizes my sites as to being about xyz for the most part at the at a fairly broad level but everything i've published on on them to the to up until recently really kind of fits within that you could find other similar sites to mine where basically everything that's that i'm covering they, they kind of do the same thing all right what i've done recently is i've sort of gone a little bit beyond that and i i don't think like i'm not going to reveal what i'm doing here because i don't need a lot of people going out copying me but essentially, I don't think there'd be another site that that would be taking this sort of additional step with a niche as me. But I'm going to do it anyways, because it's going to be really, really good content. I've already published a whole bunch of articles on it, and it is really, really good. And I've got my own photos. But in here, I kind of call them, let's call them pivot niches, right? But they are also shoulder niches or pivot niches. But what I'm getting to is is sort of like the way I frame these new series and niches within this larger site is I do it with a, a, what I call a pivot cornerstone. Okay. So I introduce the topic and I keep linking to that cornerstone or I explain myself in the articles, be like, yeah, you know, I kind of almost make a light of it. I'm sort of like, yeah, it's a little bit weird to see this on, on a site that's about X, Y, Z, but here, here, here's why it's here. And I'll explain, I'll be like, okay, well, you know, we, we got this recently and, you know, and so an extension of that, we're doing this, and this is just part of it. And this is a new interest of mine. And so I'm, I'm doing a series on it because I know a lot about it and I like it. Okay. So I actually put some context into it right at the beginning of the article. So people aren't like, wow, this is like really weird. Okay. So it makes sense. And then there's usually a, what I call a pivot cornerstone, a cornerstone that sort of ties the, you know, the two different shoulder niches together. And so that it all makes sense. And that's what I'm doing. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't, don't think that you need to do any of this stuff. I, I just, I just write and share about what I'm doing. And maybe some of you have, have had some, have this experience as well. You're, you're covering a particular niche site and then you, maybe you buy something that could be like a whole sub niche, but you're thinking to yourself, well, that's not really on topic with the niche. So I won't do it, you know, and you give up this opportunity to publish some really good content. So, so I'm doing it. Now, I don't I haven't ranked any of this stuff yet. I have a suspicion. I, I suspect that I'm going to do quite well with it. Now, there's never a guarantee. And, and there is a strong argument for to keep everything really fairly tight within a niche and not go beyond that because Google will 
really focus, will recognize your site to be authoritative on, on XYZ. And if you introduce uh, ABC to it, then it's going to be like Google's going to be confused and it's not going to know what your site about. It's going to devalue everything. I don't know. I suppose that's a risk, but I just can't help but think it's sort of like I've tied it together and logically it makes sense and it's really, really good content. So it's a numbers calculation. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a gamble, I guess, but you know, it's a calculated gamble and I think it's going to do really well. And, and it's interesting, uh, you know, this whole numbers game, I've said it over and over in the years that it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game and it is a numbers game, right? You could do all this stuff really, really well. And you're still only going to rank a fraction of it, right? Like the best SEOs in the world are not batting a thousand or a hundred percent. They just aren't. Nobody is. It's really doing what you can to improve your chances of ranking well. I'm probably batting somewhere in the 30 to 40%, maybe. Uh, and by that, I mean, you know, I, I could deem 30% of my articles are, are a big success and the rest aren't. Okay. And you might think, well, Geez, what what a waste! Seventy percent of your content—you just—it's lost money. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. But the thirty percent really does super well, and it makes up for all the rest of it. Obviously, it does because you know these my, my sites have done quite well. So, you know, and all of this kind of came about. I would say it started a little bit before, but it was hammered home again in December twenty twenty one when Google rolled out the second annual Google product review update, and. Google actually provided a lot of guidance this time about this, and I'm sure you've read all about it, so I'm not going to rehash it, but but basically in a nutshell is Google saying, listen, if you're going to write a product review, you have to demonstrate that you have expertise, that you have the product, that you've used the product. You could show that you have the product via video, photographs, et cetera, and that you have a certain amount of expertise about this product in relation to other similar products and within the niche itself, that you can write about this that's actually going to be helpful. And basically, Google doesn't want these bridge affiliate pages with people just regurgitating what the product merchants say about the product, throwing it up on a web page and trying to collect commissions. Okay, Google wants a certain amount of credibility in these. And Google's been moving in this direction for years. This isn't like an all of a sudden situation. Google's always really wanted to move toward that, and they definitely hammered it home in product reviews. Now, seems to be somewhat restricted to product review or review-oriented keywords for the most part. Uh, but you know what? I, I think this is a big signal from Google that uh, this is where they want other content to go to. And, you know, um, income school guys, uh, well, now it's Guy, I guess, hey, well, and he's got some other um, colleagues there in his videos. Ricky, uh, he did a video not so long ago. I, I think Jim was still with them. And it was it was a good video because they were, they were profiling this this woman's site who she didn't have a lot of articles but she got a lot of traffic on the site and they made the point it's like you know what we think I like how they often they often come out with you know they they try to break down what's going on and they make their best guess and I think a lot of times they hit the nail on the head and they're like you know you know why she, her site's doing so well with not a lot of content not a lot of authority hasn't been around I can't remember the numbers but they were very very impressive and basically they said you know it's because she's writing the first person and she's demonstrating very clearly that hey this isn't just you know some regurgitated bunch of material that we're putting in a blog post this is like this is my personal experience. I know from personal experience. I know from expertise. She's writing in the first person. It's a very personal blog. And uh, 
you know, so it turned into really, really good content. And I remember watching this video, and this was actually before the Google product update. And and I've done first person a lot, and I've tried to try to, you know, when I write articles, I try to go this approach. I don't always do it. And so it's like, yeah, you know what? I think I think that's a really astute observation they made there, and it makes sense. So I started doing that, and then these new niche ideas came along. So I started writing a lot for them. I'm really applying that to it. I want to show the expertise. I'm kicking off with tons of my own photos, and you know, just having fun with it. And the stuff just writes itself. So I think this is really where Google wants a lot of web content to go. And I think it's the way because we also talk about artificial intelligence content, right? And that that's. You could look at that as a potential threat. You could look at it as a potential opportunity. I think it's both. I think there's going to be uh, definitely some use of AI content in content big time, all right? But I also think it's not going to completely uh, eliminate the need for writers and personal experiences and opinions and all of that because AI can't really do that. Um, now, maybe it can kind of make it up and maybe it will get really good like that. But, you know, I think it's going to be a mix. and and. I, I'm prepared to embrace AI content, to use the tools, to use the software, to learn how to do it, to learn how to create content that people are going to appreciate. But I suspect for myself, it's going to be a real big mix of like personal writing and my own experience and expertise or writers that I hire their own expertise. Like I hired um, a woman to write a lot of the woman oriented apparel content for my, my fashion website, which is coming along really nicely. And, you know, you know, she, she, you could tell she writes this stuff. She knows it really well. She's really into fashion. And so it's great. It's really good content. She writes in the first person. So it's really good. So, so you don't have to like do everything yourself to, to follow along here, what Google's guidelines are. You can hire people who have a certain level of expertise, just as you would. And to write the stuff and just do a good job. You just have to instruct them in it, right? You could be like, well, I want it in the first person. I want you to demonstrate very quickly in the opening intros, you know, how you're going to, you know, what, what your experience is, what your expertise is and, and make sure that they explain themselves and then weave in their personal interests and experiences throughout the write-ups. Even if it's like dry, boring stuff about a certain product line or whatever else, you can make it interesting and make it clear. It's like, yeah, I really know what I'm talking about here, like from, from start to finish. And so this is where I think what Google wants us to go. Now, you know, I, I know I talk a lot about what Google wants us to do. And boy, John, you sound like a Google fanboy and it's getting really annoying. And I, I read about all these other SEO folks and they just say, you know, Google, just ignore Google. Here's what you do. Well, there's a certain element of that. I, I don't disagree with that. You know, Google says don't build links. Well, there's link builders out there who are killing it. Even with PBNs, there's pe people with like killer PBNs. They're not public at all. They're making tons of money. And like PBN is like you know, way, way old school tactic. And it works if you do it right. So I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is, is that it's really a numbers game. You know, I don't, I don't follow. And it's kind of like common sense, like this whole Google product review update. It, it just kind of makes sense. It's like, if I'm going to go read a review about a very particular product, I, I really hope that I'm reading somebody who's actually use it and knows what they're talking about. It's kind of like, I mean, and I think you are the same too. If you're going to read about WordPress themes, you know, you'd probably rather read about my experience with Astra, which I like and why I use it. And here's everything I, I know about it. I use it literally on like 15 websites that I've launched in the last few years. And it's awesome. And here's why I like it, right? Rather than some guy who, um, you know, has never used any theme except some freebie theme 
but they're talking about Astra and Cadence and Generate Press and all the stuff, but they have no idea, right? I mean, it's just it just makes sense. You'd rather read it. If if I wanted to buy a particular fitness uh, tech gadget, you know, I wouldn't check anywhere else except just go straight to dcrainmaker.com and search in there and find out if he's covered the product. Because if you want to learn how to do some really killer product reviews, go read DC Rainmaker. He covers like triathlete type uh, tech gear and tracking stuff. So he's got smartwatches and trackers and GoPros and all the stuff. Okay. His reviews are unbelievable. Okay. Like the amount of work he puts into those things is crazy, but I mean, he's rewarded for it because they're really good. People will just go there and read it. And so do I, if I'm not even entertained buying any of that stuff. So like he's poster child. If you want to figure out how to write a really good review and I don't come anywhere close to the amount of detail he puts into it, but his, his is just unbelievable. So you know, that's, that's where things are going in my view. And that's where I want to do a big content push in this. And, and, you know, if you have a couple hundred thousand visitors a month right now on your site, or even a hundred thousand, you know, take a look at the content that ranking that's ranking and, and see if you can try to figure out what, what it is, what's different about that compared to the other content is, is there this personal element? Is there this sort of deeper, deeper level of understanding, or even if you outsource it, that they just manage to, you know, go a little bit deeper and cover it better than, than otherwise, you know, because, um, you know, or, or maybe it's just that you did a whole whack of link building to that article too, because I'm not saying that link building doesn't work, but I'm trying to figure this all out and grow my portfolio of sites without having to do any link building. And that's the whole point. I don't really like doing link building. I don't want to do link building. I think it's, it's lower risk, not doing any link building in the long run. But at the same time, I need to figure out how to publish content that's going to rank without building links, without the boosts, right? I took uh, Kyle Roof's on-page SEO course, uh, Black Friday 2021. I only say the year in case somebody's listening to this in 2023, <laughs> so it gives you context. Anyways, I took his course finally. I've been meaning to get it. He's a super interesting guy. He does a lot of SEO testing and all that. And, you know, he's, he, he doesn't really buy a whole lot of this, like, you know, you got to write really great content to rank in Google. Here's what you need to do. He's very scientific about it. And I think there's an element of that. For me, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a marrying of writing really good, nuanced, interesting content for readers. But at the same time, you can't ignore the signals and the content signals you have to provide Google because Google is a computer. And Kyle Roof makes that clear and his testing has shown that. And and I agree with that, right? I'm not going to just publish an article that's super awesome, let's say, about, I don't know, favorite vacation spot, but then just use some, some vague uh, title like, my favorite place is dot, dot, dot. Okay that would be totally dumb, right? Because I'm like the titles, one of the most important things you could put in your blog post to signal to Google what your article's about, right? I would clearly put the name of the place that I'm going in the title. Okay. Well, if that's the case, right? If, and, and it is clearly the case, go ahead and try ranking articles without putting your main keyword in the title. You're not going to rank for it. Okay. If that's the case, I mean, there, there's a lot more to what you need to put throughout your content from a scientific sort of analysis to communicate to Google properly to rank content. That's where Kyle Roof is super, super helpful because that's, that's his big focus, you know, is really, it's like what percentage of various keywords and, you know, a, you know, related searches and people also asking all the stuff that, that you need to incorporate into your pages to stand. And here's, here's the magic phrase, the greatest chance or probability to rank your content. He says, just like me, it's a numbers game. That's it. It is a numbers game. You could do all this stuff perfectly. You could do the perfect mix of keyword density, the perfect mix of 
um, uh, synonyms and related searches and people also ask and FAQs and everything's per in there perfectly, the perfect number of interlinks to it from, from other articles on your site, all of this, you can do all of this. This still doesn't guarantee that you're going to rank number one. It, it just doesn't. It's a numbers game. So my whole mindset about everything I do in this business, if I'm publishing on my sites, is I want to do what's going to give me the greatest chance to rank, not what guarantee me to rank, because I know I'm not guaranteed to rank no matter what. What's going to give me, the, give me the greatest chance to rank? And if I write really good content for readers that they appreciate that helps them out, and I marry that with doing some really good on-page SEO and incorporate the additional terms and keywords and, and, and synonyms that Google would expect would be on that page to help communicate to Google what that article is about. That, that's all I'm really trying to do when I do the whole, you know, that more of the on-page SEO stuff is we're telling Google what the article is about and that's important. And if I put that all out together, I'm going to stand the greatest chance to rank. And, and that's the whole point of this. So I know I've covered a lot in here because I've just been kind of doing so much in the last, it must be getting onto a month or two now. And I'm just sort of like living and breathing this stuff with my websites. And so it's been really, really good. And I'm really priming them hopefully for a big 2022. And I'm excited about 2022. The last couple of years have been really good. And I just want to keep going, moving in this direction with expertise and really, really good content and working that, that, um, with that approach and that mindset. And so, you know, I am moving into some additional niches under my site. Now, I, now, now I'm going to wrap it up with, you know, I think, I think there's a way to add what you could call like pivot cornerstones and niches and shoulder niches, but you can also take it too far. Okay. So, so let me give you an example of too far. Cause you're probably like, and, and sometimes you're just not really going to know. It's not, it's not entirely clear whether you should add on a topic to a website or not. I mean, you just don't know until you do it. Okay. And so, you know, going too far would be like trying to add on, you know, a whole bodybuilding niche area uh, onto say a pet site or a dog site. Okay. It just doesn't work. Now, you could sort of segue into it. I, I wrote this in an email recently. It's just kind of like, it's, it's, it's absurd really. Okay. So you have dog niche and then, okay, well, how can, how can I like link this through a series of articles so that it makes sense that I, you know, I could talk about bodybuilding. Okay. Well, you know, okay. I got a dog as an incentive to get up walking more. I went out walking more. I lost a bunch of weight. I lost weight walking my dog. So I got motivated. I started lifting weights. Here's, you know, so I'm lifting weights down. I've, I've lost weight. I'm actually building some muscle. Now here's my bodybuilding journey. Thanks to the fact that I got a dog two years ago. Okay. Yeah, that actually logically makes sense. I could see that happening for people, but it's just not really going to make any sense if half your website's about your dog or a particular dog breed and the other half is about like how to how to get ripped. Okay, it's just not going to work. I just don't think you can pivot them together properly. But I think you can go. Here's an example of where I think you could go. Okay, vehicles, pickup trucks. Pickup trucks is a, obviously a logical addition to a vehicle website. Well, it is a vehicle. To snowmobiles, okay? And let, let me show you how you how I tie that into place. Okay, pickup trucks tow or haul snowmobiles. All right. So when you're talking about pickup trucks, let's say you have a tundra, like me. I got a tundra last year. All right. Finally got a truck. Never had a truck before. So I have that. I don't own a snowmobile. I doubt I'll ever own a snowmobile, but I could haul a snowmobile. Okay. So you can talk about trucks and hauling snowmobiles. How do you get, you know, first question I have is how do you even get a snowmobile into the back of a truck? I don't even know how to do that. Uh, 
So, you know, that would be a good blog post, right? And plus probably another 10 more about trucks and snowmobiles. But now you've established this whole little cluster on trucks and snowmobiles. So you could expand that into more about just snowmobiles. I think that would work. And I think you could also make the argument, obviously, that snowmobile is a vehicle. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know. A tracked vehicle is a vehicle. Whatever. Okay, but that's not the point. So then you have to wonder, okay, well, can can you expand this into snow apparel? Okay. When you snowmobile, you're obviously going to be wearing like outdoor apparel, you know, heavy coats, gloves, the like. Can you go there and from a vehicle site? And and I think, yeah, I think you could, but I think you'd really want to explain yourself. And I'm saying this with the caveat that I could very well be wrong and you shouldn't. <laughs> okay. But I'm just saying, I think you could tie it together so that it makes sense. And that it's sort of like almost this like little hidden corner on your niche site about vehicles on snowmobile apparel. And and you can even you can even write about this is this is a whole major framework that I'm writing about these seemingly unrelated niches on my niche site. I I'm upfront about it. I'm like, yep, this is this is a bit weird on the site, but you know what? This is we recently did this and or this is what we do every year. This is where we go or this is what we just bought. And so I wanted to write about it and it's in context to this here, which is, you know, makes sense on the site. So I'm really upfront about why it's there. And I think if you did that with the whole snowmobile apparel thing, you know, it's sort of like you could just constantly rehash and say, I bought a truck, pickup truck. It was cool. Finally, I was able to get a snowmobile because I could haul the snowmobile. And so, you know, I got a snowmobile and I'm loving snowmobiling. I do it as much as I can. And in order to go snowmobiling, I had to go buy a whole bunch of outdoor gear. And this is what I got. And this is why I got it. And it's sort of like this logical extension of what's going on. And I think that makes sense. I think when you tie it all together like that, it makes sense. It's going to be epic, cool, excellent, helpful content. And I think anytime you can go and publish excellent, helpful, good, well-written content, you got a winner on your hands. Thanks for listening.